Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Russ, introduce the guest, man. We have the owner and head coach of Team Rhino, Mr. Andy Ryan. Andy, how are you doing? And I should probably say Tour de France is next Irish hopeful. Yeah, yeah. If we get a bleed bike big enough. Now, I'm all right, lad. Just dying with a bit of hay fever. So excuse me if I sound a bit blocked up. I know you sound yeah. perfect, us man. You sound great. You, H- how's tricks with you? I saw you've lost a good bit of weight there recently, Andy. Fair play to you. Yeah, so w- what with me was I would have been um very active years ago, cycle running and all that type of shit. And then I was lifting weights and stuff, and I got very I wasn't able to keep up with the upness, so I said I lift more weights than them. So I used to do a lot of heavy weight lifting and thinking I was great because I was lifting super weights in the gym, but it was putting me out of shape and I was piling on the bleeding weight, you know. And you think that you look strong in the gym. But when you look back at photographs, you say, fuck me, I look, excuse the language now, I look bad. So I'm back on the bike, I'm back running every day, most days, probably five days a week, and um, doing circuit type of training and stuff, so I'm enjoying it again. Uh, how much weight would you say you've lost, Andy? Um, I go up and down all the time. I'd say probably about 25 kilos, I'd say. Jeez, that's, that's some going. Fair play to yeah. you, man. And you look great for yeah. it, by the way. I saw, saw your most yeah. recent post, back in the gig. Looking, looking slim and trendy. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen I, I had a lot of injuries um, over the years. I've been doing stupid. I was in the gym trying to, you know, leg pressing 700 kilos, stupid stuff, and then tearing the calf and busting the knee and then lifting something else the next day. And then I was missing the mat, time on the mat. And then I got myself in the position where I'm in the gym every day, but I'm teaching, but I'm actually not doing anything. And before you know it, you know, you've, you've put 20 kilos on and you're out of shape. Now, the only good thing was, uh, even though I did, I was carrying a lot of weight, I, I still rolled and I still trained, I still competed, but not, not to my full potential, you know? Yeah. Andy, can we just go back to, when did you, um, when was Team Rhino founded? So, Team Rhino, uh, as in Team Rhino, was probably 2005, um, 2007, but before that, we had a gym called uh, Horizon Martial Arts. It was a made-up believe Mickey Mouse name. Um, I sort of had a bit of a club in the late 90s. I was still doing a bit of judo. I was still competing. And I was mixing about with a bit of Ven and May. And, well, it wasn't really MMA. It was what we were watching on videos and, and, and that type of stuff. And jiu-jitsu around that sort of 98, 99, 2000. So I'm around then, part-time, but full-time in 2005. All right. Love it, love it, and yeah. um, it just goes to show how new, like this, this is so new, Ross. <laughs> oh, it really, really is. It's it's one of the newest, yeah, fast driving sports I think that's ever existed. I don't think any sports has ever sort of started off in the nineties becoming an actual like sports health, yeah. and then you know thirty years down the line, like it's one of the most mainstream sports in the world. Like Conor McGregor made more money than any other athlete in the world this year, so like yeah. that was very impressive. Yeah. But the, the, the bad part about that is now we've got to catch up now and do all the stuff that we missed. So we've gone from zero to being this big elite level sport in UFC and, you know, but we've no grass real foundations, you know. Yeah. So we have to jump miles back to catch up on all the stuff we left out on, you know. Yeah, you yeah. put the roof on the house before you, you laid the foundations, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And yeah, Andy, well, what's, what sort of shape is uh, Team Rhino in now with uh, COVID and stuff like that? How have you guys coped? Yeah, it's been hard. It's been hard on on, on the, the guys in the gym. Like we've we've a few pros and some elite amateurs that can can train, but they've no really bodies to train with. Or they, they get hassled when they go training. So, 
you know, it is hard. It's been hard on some of our affiliates. I know my gym and Donna made like it's in a sports center down there, and they've been shut completely. You know, like where the gym I have a thing is, we do have some of the elite lads training, you know, a couple of hours themselves. But uh, and it has been hard. But look, listen, we're getting to the end of it now. Um, we will be back big and strong like the rest of the MMA community, I think, and I hope. And uh, obviously, Andy, it was announced uh, this week that Clan War is going to come back on the 5th of June. They're going to do Clan Wars 39 and Clan Wars 40 uh, on the same day. I don't know why they didn't just call it the one Clan Wars. It must be a pay-per-view thing. But uh, do you have anyone yeah. fighting on those cards? Yeah, I have a couple of lads. I have uh, Brian Draper. I have uh, Lewis, uh, Bo- uh, Lewis on it. Who else have I got? I was meant to have Adam Darby, but he's injured now at the moment. So I have a couple of guys on it. It's he, he, had, he had a big rematch back. there, didn't he? He was going to fight uh, John, wasn't he? Yeah, John Bourne, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going around, but Adam's going around with, with an elbow the size of a leading tennis ball and, and, a, and a knee the same. So he's in seen a specialist at the moment. So he's been on that to be obvious to take it down, but nothing has happened. So he's going to see a specialist. And you know how hard it is to see a specialist this time of the yeah. year, you know? Yeah. I imagine so, especially, especially with the hack. Yeah. Andy, how, how hard was it to keep the, the guys motivated because like obviously there was cage warriors was meant to be on it was it was yeah. the date was changed and cage exes were meant to be on as well so like having to yeah. build up for a fight and then told us off and build up again like how hard is it to keep these people um still yeah, it, it, motivated it, it, it is it is hard it is hard but what we've been doing uh, you know we've been doing running sessions and we've been lads have been you know meeting in groups and doing a bit of training since the very first lockdown you know i was driving down to the park with kettlebells and barbells in, in, in the car and, and, you know, on a bike running around the, the park with them and stuff. So we've been, there, there is, there is a handful of training, but the kids aren't doing anything. That's the thing I worry about, you know. We have a massive kids membership here in the jiu-jitsu. They're doing nothing, sitting at home, you know. So so it's hard for them. Hopefully we get them back next month. But we'll see. I think people are, are, are itching to get back, you know. So we'll see what happens. But it has been hard. It has been hard to motivate certain people, you know what I mean? But that's life, isn't it? Are you, are you yeah. talking about Reds or? <laughs> Reds is always hard to motivate. Now, Reds is one of you ones that I don't have to tell Reds to take it easy. You know, hang on a minute. You've done two sessions today. You're going to rest tomorrow. You know, you've got to rest. Um, you know, he, he's one He's one that's it's hard, it's hard to slow down. And yeah. will we see Reds on the trilogy uh, series, do you reckon? I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope so too. I was only saying to Barry when uh, Reds got signed, I was like, one win and like he could get a title shot very easily. You know what I mean? In terms of name yeah. recognition of lightweights in Europe, he definitely yeah. has that. Um, the current um, Kate Warriors lightweight champion, uh, Aggie, he, he like I don't think he's that well known, Aggie Sadari, compared to yeah. uh, Redzer. So I was like, one win and why not? Like he's definitely yeah. of the caliber of fighter to get in there. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, beyond it, they've been giving us a few names, tough, tough names, tough guys. So Hopefully be on it, and yeah, it would be against a decent opponent. So that's the big thing. I don't think Reds has ever got anything easy or anything handed to him, and I think he's got a. I wouldn't say he's got a fair whip with it from a few promotions, you know. So I think he, hopefully, you know, he, he's a couple of years left in him. He gets a good run on it. Yeah, we had him on, and he told us a story about um, was it UFC fight night in Scotland, and he had to cut down yeah. to featherweight, and that that was yeah. that was over a year ago, Ross. But uh, no, shout out yeah. Reds, we'll have him on again in the build up of Cage Warriors. Like uh, Andy, obviously you've seen the rise of everything. You also had like the, the likes of Siri and Reds on the UFC, and now things like time has gone on, and Bellator coming in and taking over sort of Ireland, and now things have sort of changed again. Like um, 
the way like the people are going on the shows like Brave and then also like the, yeah. obviously KSW's out there but, and then more people are just they're looking around going to different organizations um what sort of way would you talk to your students now because like obviously a lot of people come in and want to do want to be in the UFC because obviously why not because they look up to Connor but would there be what what sort of way would you um encourage someone or if someone came to you being like I want to I want to become the best of the best but do I have to just like what? What sort of way do you map out a route for these uh, up and cutting? So like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So so at one stage, you know, it's it's changed. So at one stage before we had any sort of proper MMA, you know, amateur scene or amateur gateway or pathway, you sort of fought in the UK scene, which I think a lot of new fighters nowadays don't do, which you should do. We've always fought in the striking submits and the you know these competitions around the UK, London, and all over, you know, Scotland and stuff and Wales, been in small little sports halls, the big, big, big stadiums. I think that's what's missed. You need to be competing at that, that because you're learning how to, you know, to travel and to cut weight, the whole, the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the likes of the cage warriors, that was your next step. You made cage warriors. You were on the top one or two in cage warriors. You were sort of classed as the top one or two in Europe. You got the show for the USC or, or bigger shows, right? That has changed. Um, there's no really need for, like, you wouldn't see the other sports. Guys have six amateur fights and they go pro. Are they really going pro? No, they're, they're fighting pro rules. They're still working or living at home or still training the exact same. Nothing has changed. They're not professional athletes. You know, so for me, the IMF is the way to go. I wasn't really pushing it until I went to the first event. I just thought, you know, another event. And then I went and, and I cut my judo background where it, 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 it's competition. I'm not going to a fight like the UFC. I'm going to a competition. That's the big, big thing. It's a competition, you know. You might have one fight, you could have five fights in the week. If you lose the fight, it's not the end of the world. Or go to the next competition. It's a competition. You meet these guys. These guys at the IMAS have 20, 30, 40 fights before you have that pro fight. You know, it's massive. If you can't win an amateur title, you know, at, at an IMAS level, is there really any need to go pro? Maybe you just want to, you might want to chance it and, and try it. But to make that big structure, look at the UFC now, look at Brave, look at the big ones. Most of the guys, that go to these shows are coming from a Neumath gold medal winning position. You know, that's that's the way it seems to be going with a lot of shows. But when I went to the IMAS and I see him, hang on a minute here, there's all these countries here. This is like when I go to the judo events. This is serious. The Russians are here. You know, we were at the last one in Bahrain and uh, I think it was the Kazakhstan team had a 60-odd people on the team. They'd gone out a month before to acclimatize. They had doctors, physios, helpers, drivers with the team. It was crazy, you know. Jesus, yeah. the, the, the level, the level is gone like the way the amateur boxing, the judo, the rest of that's why it's that Olympic type of sport they're pushing. And um, so for me, that's that's the pathway now. But we need loads of more MMA amateur events to happen in Ireland. And we got to forget about this record a bit. Like you would never see guys in an amateur boxing saying uh, as a fight coming up, we've got to do a 12 or 16 week camp. You would never my my Young nephew has just gone pro there. His first pro fight. I think he's 220 amateur boxing fights. You know, so if that was MMA. You wouldn't do that. You know, box. Imagine having six amateur boxing fights and going pro. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be heard of. You know. So yeah. I think we got to slow things down a little bit. Enjoy that amateur level. You know, when you go to that, we went to that uh, competition in Bahrain. The Bulgarians had top of the top of the range teams. The Russians, the Bahrainians, the French. You know, they all. I knew bumped in some of the coaches. There was ex-Olympian judo and boxing wrestler coaches involved in the teams. It's serious stuff. Until you go and look at that and you see it, it's 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 the way to go, you know. So that's the pathway for me. Come in here, try and get on the likes of the Clan Wars and the Cage Legacies and their own battle zones and the Cage Wars. That's great. 
But to make that next level, the level of the athletes at that at that IMAS was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think uh, one of the most famous people who's done it is Mohammed Makayev. Um, I remember seeing yeah. him at it, and I, I knew I think it was a was it a Japanese fighter or something he got drawn against, and yeah, it was yeah. like their amateur debut, and like he was in there, yeah. he's twenty three and zero at the time or something like that, and I was just like, yeah. Jesus Christ, like he had like absolute lamb to the slaughter because the, the first round, I think it is, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy is non seeded, isn't it? I think you're just random draw out of the hat, and. Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah. Usually, usually, usually at the world, not they, they, they'll see you. So they'll see the the world European, the Oceanic champions, all the stuff like that. You know, you're not going to mm. be at the start. You know, yeah. But that that's the level. That's the level. Going. Plus, um, I, when I when I go to these events, I always look for the coaches. So we went to the first few events. The Swedish team were the top team. They were the top team for a long time in amateur MMA. And I'd grab the coach and I'd say, you know, what's working, what's not working? How do you look at this? How does your team structure work? Who's coaching? I asked them all the questions and they say, well, look, it's three, three minutes. So you can't afford to uh, waste time. You've got to have some sort of decent enough hands. Take your opponent to the ground. Control them for the three minutes. Don't get injured. That's your first fight, day one over. Maybe the finals you go a bit more wider. You can't. So it's a competition. You got to have yeah. to be a competitive fighter. It's not that Saturday night event, you know. So so when these guys make that pro debut, they have experienced all that fighting different guys from around the world, different levels. They know how to play the game. They know how to play. Mm. Okay, I'm fighting this wrestler. I'm fighting a kickboxer. They've done it so many times, you know. And is, is their head coach from All Stars? Is he Andy? Uh, no, there's all different coaches. There's a few mm. different guys there. Because yeah, some are from All Stars and. But there's a few different coaches there involved, yeah. Oh, I think it's a uh, Roy Nelson, the old before ten stall, getting down in the crucifix position. You know, finishing well, take it, no it, damage. It's, yeah, it's the game. So you go in there and you get cut in your first fight, and you're the best in the world. You are gone. You got to do medical every morning. So you're up every morning to weigh in. You're up at six in the morning. You weigh in. You do a medical. Then you go have your breakfast. Then you're on the bus to compete at nine o'clock in the morning. So it's not like a big fight night. It's it's a competition. So you've got to be clever, you've got to be fit, you've got to be make sure you're, you're fighting at the right weight category. You're not cutting masses amount of weight and not make no point in cutting loads of weight, making the fight the first day, winning the fight, and then the second day you can't make weight and you get disqualified, you know. So it's it's it, there's a lot of thinking involved in it and a lot of competitive mindset involved in the amateur game. Do you, yeah. do you think it could get interesting if the Americans get involved? Because I don't think they're involved at the moment, are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are they? Yeah, yeah, the big team, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a big team, sure. The worlds were held there in 2016. They have a big they, they cleared up in the youths in Italy, uh, the European Open. They had a team over there. The only team that gave the Russians a run for the money. And what they had was, uh, what the Americans had was they had good boxing, good wrestling, but they had really good jujitsu. So when the Russians took them down, their jujitsu level was very high for the kids. I think they could have been the biggest medal winner that weekend. Oh, interesting. I've never really heard anything about their team, which is strange. Yeah, I've sure, heard, heard about the, the, Yeah, man, JT, uh, the Torres, the, the superstars, the abandoned boy, whatever, he was an IMAF champion. Yeah, a few of the, few of the guys have gone on to, to be big stars. He's a couple of fought in the UFC now. I'll, I'll have to make sure I definitely look, yeah. look out for them, Andy, because uh, I, think, I think it is sort of a, the new stomping ground for uh, amateur mixed martial arts yeah. where people really do make a name for themselves. And yeah. I think... Um, one thing that they're probably missing over in Ireland is more of a, a TV deal uh, somewhere or, you know, to actually, you know, to watch it. I think that I think that's probably the biggest thing they're missing over here. Do you think that could be happening down the line? I, I think anything like that, you know, you, you, you look at Katie Taylor, you know, unbelievable best boxer in the world. 
nothing on RTE and TV about it, you know. So what chance have we got? You know what I mean? <laughs> if it's not GEA or rugby, forget about it. Yeah. Forget well, about times it. are changing, so I mean, they should start putting up well, listen, YouTube channels to, and we, stuff. We used to, yeah. I used to put. I used to put the battle zone on uh, on TV on um, what was the thing we used to have it on? The Irish was Sports. It, Air Sports was it? it was something like that. Satanta. Wasn't Air Sports. It was the other one. Satanta. Satanta. Yeah. So I, I, I put all the battle zones. I used to cost us money to do it, but we used to record it and do it. And they were very good to us. They used to put the, the shows on. Yeah, it was great. So you know, unless you do it yourself, you're not you're not going to do it. You know. I must say, Andy, actually, the first ever amateur MMA event I went to was a battle zone. Um, my brother actually worked with Sean Paul Power and Om Drum Gruel, and oh, uh, I went to I went to watch that. Um, it was actually on the Regency Hotel at the time. Um, and that, they were you know, great events. They, they actually were. They're actually incredible events. My sort of question from from being at them is, how hard are they to put on? Yeah, very hard. I very hard. So. Yeah. Um, so one of those events I had, and I had done the posters, and I had everything up, and then all the the, you know, flights and everything paid for. I had guys coming from England. I actually had a guy coming from America. We put a lot of money out, and everybody in the post didn't fight on that show. We had to change the whole card. I had even guys, <laughs> I had actually guys coming, weighing in the day before for the weigh in, getting on the scales for the weigh in, going home then and, and deciding they don't want to fight and not fighting them. Crazy stuff. Crazy. Um, but we, we, we tried to do with that battle zones. We used to do the press conference the night before. I tried to do like the Japanese look, you know. We did the press conference after the way in and make a big deal of it. And went down okay in Satanta, but it was hard. It was hard work. It was hard work. But we got some of the best fights in Ireland out of it. You know, we had some of the best shows out of it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, what's called? I remember uh, I went to the toilet and then uh, what's called? I came out with the Jacksons. Someone was like, did you see the head kick knockout? And I was like, ah, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, 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 brought so- out, we brought over the American team as well. We did Ireland versus UK. We did America versus Ireland. You know, so that was all that cost us money. But like for me, I was pushing the sport. I was getting my lads in the gym fights. So that's what I was happy about. You know, well, yeah. that, that's why we were one of the pioneers of the game in Ireland, Andy. That's why it is. Well, I think I think like I, I do forget sometimes it's my job, and, and I still look at it as sort of you know hobby or whatever. But it's not it's my job, and that's all I do full time. But we you, you do need you do need to push them shows. We do we need them back. We need the battle zones. We need the cage legacies. We need the rumble and rush cows around. We need all them back because we are lacking with them. Like guys now are going pro and saying, call now Bellator, the UFC. Or something. Hang on a minute. Get in a fight in the rumble and rush in, in, in Rush Village with a load of headbangers roaring at you, you know, against a tough Irish guy or a UK guy. They have a great fight. John Dolly, Philip Peter, you know, in, in the Regency. There's some great pro fights in them parts. We had a show in the Trinity Sports Centre years ago. Uh, Cage of Truth, I think it was. And uh, we had Neil Seary on the card. We had Conor McGregor. We had Carl Pendrick, Chris Fields, um, Goody Nelson, Ashley Daly. You sure you don't talk about off. UFC Dublin? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was like. But that, we, yeah. had that, we had that in the sports hall. You know, and that, that's what I think is lacking now. Guys, guys have, you know, have six MMA fights, decided they want to go pro and can't understand why Bellator is not signing them and they're not getting a hundred thousand pounds TV deal and sports car bar for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I still don't know why the lotto doesn't rig it how I win it each week as well, you know? Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, Andy, actually, you just touched on Neil Siri there. How is he getting on? He's, he's actually up, he's actually here now coaching uh, the pro lads at the moment, yeah? Oh, he's, he's, abs- very, he's very involved, still. No, that, that, that's great to hear because... Uh, 
it, I, I didn't think he ever would. Would it be terrible if someone like him retired and then you know sort of fully walked away from the game? But great no, to see he's, he's here. No, he's, he's he's in the gym all the time. And before lockdown, he's probably he's probably here five days a week. There we have it. That's 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 dedication to the cause. Like I, I always sort of found it so I don't know why I found it funny, but uh, like he, the way he. Uh, fought in the UFC and then went he'd be show for work on Monday. I was like, that's yeah. like he's such a yeah. blue collar guy. I mean yeah. you can't yeah. same as Rezzer as well. Same as Rezzer out the, out the construction site. Same with a lot of people actually. Yeah. Well they have to they have yeah, to yeah they, they have, have to, to yeah because nobody you know nobody nobody's gonna pay the bills for them you know what I mean no, that's true. But I was like, you think you th- you think they get that week off work, you know? But uh, <laughs> sure, look, yeah. you, have to, you have to still do that family holiday, otherwise the missus be on your case. Yeah, and so, yeah. So you say for Syria, I think Syria, Syria had to have a, like a decent sponsor, or had to have a decent, say, a good wage in the US. He could have taken a year or two years off and making a run. I think he was good enough to, to win that flyaway title. I just think he was working. He, he what he used to do was he used to go meet us in the morning at six, do strength and conditioning or his pads. Go into work, do a day's work, meet us after work, do another session, go home, have a kip, have something to eat, and go back in the gym in the evening. That with five kids, it's hard, you know. And I could see his last two fights, that's what took it over, you know. But I think if you had to have that little bit of a break, not needing to go to work, he, he could have, he could have gone to that next little level. You know what? He was always someone I looked at and went, no one ever was going to go in there and batter Neil Seary. No. You know what I mean? Like he was always in the fight no. from start to finish. Yeah. And yeah. I think you're right. I think. He, he was maybe missing that five ten percent that he was given elsewhere yeah. that these yeah. guys are giving their whole to. Um, yeah. But what what an athlete, what a competitor, and what a guy. We, 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 we had we had the last American top team in San Angeles. We can't, nobody can put this guy away. You know, if, if he was given a year to train full time without the worries of work or financial stuff, he he could have he could have making that next level. He could have, you know, looking for that belt or, or you know, he was, I think he was good. He was tough enough to do it. He definitely, definitely was. Yeah. Uh, Andy, as as like things begin to sort of open up in Ireland, and like obviously we have the Clan Wars date on fifth of June. It, like, what, what are you sort of looking at for to to gain out of the rest of the year? Like, obviously that's on. Are you? Is there any, what else are you looking beyond that? Yeah, well, yeah, well, we're looking at the, the trilogy trilogy and uh, Cage Warriors. We're hoping to get a body on that too, and maybe if um, Cage Legs get a show back up, and we're probably going to run a show ourselves. Uh, I'm actually in the process of of sorting out a show with Danny Carr for the amateur amateur guys on that sort of IMAP type of base. July in Belfast, no crowds, no fans, no tickets, no selling tickets. Sports hall, cage up, going to try and get two cages as we can. You come in your fight, no big deal. Try and get as many guys on as we can to give them a bit, a bit of experience. Except Danny Carr going to do that. So that's a goal for me to get maybe more young lads in, in here and the fellas that I can't get on the shows onto that, you know, and take that Bored in the way of that you got to sell tickets and stuff, which is great as well. And, and yeah. I'm really happy that Clam Wars is back. I think it's a great show that they they really put on one of the best shows. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of theirs. But I think we need to have that show for the guys below that level as well. So it's not a show, an event where they can come and compete. So that's that. But for me, as the uh, with the OIMA, um, I'm pushing for more squad sessions, uh, more team training. When you go away, you look at the Russians and the French and the, you know all the big countries. They're there as national team. We need to be a national team. So I, I want more of that. So I want yeah. the fellas mixing together, you know. And so that's my goal this year is probably push the squads, uh, push that amateur event and then support the likes of the Clan Wars and the Kays Legacies. And I, I think I will put a show on again myself. Um, I'll put a Kays Wars uh, contenders or a battle, uh, a battle zone on. Definitely maybe September, October. Hope, you know, hopefully that's the, that's the, 
That's the goal. Plus for the own national, plus for the own Anoima Elite Irish Championships in September. Yeah, well, Andy, whatever you do, do keep us in the loop. Let us know. Yeah, we'll yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, definitely promote so, yeah. for you. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. love promoting this stuff. If you haven't seen, we had a few like um, in the middle of the last clan wars before it was rearranged. We had two face offs, uh, two girls and two yeah. guys taking take, like in face offs. It was great crack, and everyone loved it. And we were trying to just promote it. To, the more yeah. and more people that see the stuff, more and more people know it's on, and then the more and more people look forward to it and spend money and look forward to it. So, uh, yeah, and, and people sometimes was, I listen to your, your podcast and I listened the last time, and sometimes a bit of confusion with the I'm thinking we're only sending away a superstar or someone that's John Cavanaugh's buddy. Or, it doesn't work with that. Your club's got to be an affiliated club. So we get people that say to us, Can I go for the trials? Yeah, no problem. Is your club a member? No. Are you a member? No. Well, I, I can't get out there. Yours boxing championship, the All Orleans and tournaments. I'm going to box. Well, what boxing will be from? You take care of your, So that's part and parcel of it. So, yeah. You know, so you know that's the big, big thing there. And yeah. once you make that qualifying spot, you can go. We got to pay our own way to go. I know it's hard. Yeah. I, pay, I pay my own way to go. Coach people, you know. So that's that's I just do it because it has to be done. Someone has to do it. And yeah. a bit of luck down the road, we might get some sort of sponsorship. Um, and yeah. you know, well, that's yeah. that's why we wanted to talk about this, Ross. And we wanted to really put a. Get, get it get it sort of known what's the sort of situation around the IRC because yeah. like the, like the way obviously you know yourself it's rock hard to get anyone as we said earlier like RT promoting anything or yeah and the, nor like I mean they may they can if they wanted they want to get the views like you know I mean they, they'd be first yeah. person to post something about uh, someone winning something but I mean yeah. if more people know exactly what the, the route is to follow the ladder up then more people are invested as well I think that was yeah. what me and Ross's goal was to have yeah. yourselves the, big the, thing with me is, the nights the at the round thing, table Ross would say yeah the, the big thing with me, I still get, I still get coaches ringing me saying what's the qualifying for the world you've got to be on the squad so come to the squad sessions because yeah. I say to the guys if you can't make it to Corp Dublin or Belfast for a squad session how are you expected to make the St. Petersburg or Russia or to Bahrain or you know or to, or to Florida or whatever how are you going to you can't be relied on to make to travel 100 miles in your own country you know you're going to turn up 500 you know or 1000 miles away somewhere so you got to do the work here and you're the big thing as well I push for is that if you if you qualify a spot on the team you come to all the squad sessions and if your coach wants to come with you no problem nothing better than having your own coach in, in the corner we'll we'll go a second and help him out but he must be part and parcel of the team. You know, if you come over, you're not just going to help out. I'm not going to help out my guy, Adam Barbie, and then piss off for the week and have a holiday. No, I'm there with the team. Yeah. We're there with the team. The other big thing, um, what you see as well is that you you might see a Spanish guy in the final. The whole Spanish team are there to support them. They're not going out to piss or going on holidays. You know, they're there at a sports event. It's not a holiday. That's the big thing I'd get to people said. You're not going away on holidays. You're going away to compete, represent your country, represent your club, represent your family. You know, so you got to go over there with your head held high and support everybody, you know, and everyone's there to help each other out. So that's the big thing as well, you know, so it's a big thing for me. So either what you're saying, Andy, is either you're all in or good luck. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah, you better believe it, yeah. I know, I know we were just talking about RTE there, but that'd be great for them to, uh, to do a fly in the wall documentary of like the yeah. absolute grassroots of Irish MMA and just yeah. stick it up on the TV. I mean, or even put it on the yeah. RTE player. But yeah. uh, no, like uh, Andy, like, like you know, I mean, uh, as you, as you said earlier, you've been checking out myself, seven roster shows, like just getting into yeah. the grassroots of Irish MMA because uh, it's something we're massively passionate on, and we just it's it's yeah. great to get like the head coaches of, of the gyms telling exactly what's sort of going on, and the people that follow the show, they they know exactly what's going on, and, and yeah. also who to look out for as well. Ross. You wouldn't believe the amount of work that Tim Murphy and Liam and Dino Wade now do with the government, and the Sports Council, and different ministers, and all. It's mental. 
I had to tell them, I don't want, I haven't got a clue. I'm not good at any of that stuff. I'll do stuff in the maths, I'll go to the meeting, I'll travel, I'll do anything like that. But the amount of paperwork they're doing, and it's crazy. Solicitors in, auditors in to do books, meeting banks. It's crazy stuff. And if it wasn't for Tim Murphy, Clive, the likes of them guys, we would be dead in the water. We'd be left behind. You know, it's massive the amount of work they do. And I don't think people see that. People think you can just, all right, we're going to have an association, right? Okay, we're going to the World Championships. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, well, you, well, you know, Andy, you're, you're damn right. It is absolutely crazy. And I was only seeing today because uh, someone actually put a, a tweet out and they were saying, it was, it was actually about the HSE cyber attack. And they were yeah. saying that they uh, give 76.8 million euro to horse racing, 19 million to greyhound racing, and yeah. then 5 million for cyber security. I was like, Jesus, like if if you gave the lads a million in MA, just a million, like that would be that be your IMAFs done for, for the year. You know what I mean? I, I was like, I it can go, it can go a very, very long way. So, like, maybe yeah. you know, the MA community in Ireland is huge. Maybe we need a, uh, a petition for the government to give some for, form of funding to MA. Listen, they'll tell you to get on the queue. How many sports is there, you know, like even Olympic sports? Like, I, I competed at a high level in the judo, I was, I was an elite athlete, I was on the card system, the scheme and stuff. And we got buttons. We got buttons, you know. So they 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 don't they don't want they don't even look at us unless it's GA rugby or golf. You forget about it, you know. Well, maybe we have to try though, Andy. Maybe yeah. maybe you have to start somewhere, you know. Yeah, but maybe we got to do it ourselves, as you say. Mm. Maybe we got to try and fund some sort of TV program or some sort of, you know, we do if we do go up to a certain level where we can, you know, maybe run a national championships and maybe the likes of the, you know, some sort of Irish sports station say to them, okay, we're going to run our national championships. Look for local sponsors to come on board to pay, you know, for advertisement. I mean, we, we can fund stuff out of that, you know. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Oh, there's a conversation happening now as well. So I mean, like once things start to open open up again and start properly run the at the train, the yeah. the wheels are back on the track. Then once you can show all these people wanting to go and paying and everything, then yeah. you can show you actually have a like a like I know it is a proper product, but then you can move on to the next level. Really. Yeah. So so like even as we're doing that, we need all the clubs to be you know constantly. So they look at your books and look where you're coming from and many members you are. So it's like MMA is very much. I'm not, I'm not getting taking the membership out, but if you're in any other type of martial arts, you take your grade, your membership, or your, your license, whatever you want to call it out. You have your membership to the association and you pay for your grades, and that's how the, that's how the association brings in money, you know? Yeah. And that's how then, with that money, that they can then, okay, we're going to run coaching course, we're going to run, uh, you know, a grade, we're going to run a, a, a seminar, we're going to run these things. And then we bring money in from them again, then. Like, like even when we run our squad sessions, I just say to the lads, look, you got to do some sort of cover, some sort of charge, maybe 10 euros per person. And the gym that's supplying the, the venue for the day, they can get a cut of it. Or the money can go into a, a pot down for down the road if someone's stuck going away. Or maybe cover help cover the coach's expenses if they're flying out and paying their own way out. So there are all things we talk about trying to do. Now, nothing has really happened with the, with the lockdown. But, you know, yeah. I think we've got to do it ourselves first before we wait for someone else to do it. If we're waiting for the RTA to come up to do it, we'll be waiting all the <laughs> You're waiting a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's called we'll be waiting for the house to be affordable before that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why it was great. To, I mean, if one good thing out of this lockdown, like Barbara Mental Health getting fucked up and down, is like there's been path and progression through all this sort of conversation yeah. and just being like, right, there is light at the end of the tunnel. But like yeah. it, but like obviously there was some MA action over the weekend and so on this weekend. But Ross, is there anything else we want to say about uh the Irish MA scene as well? 
No, I, I think we cover majority of it there, and it was great to get a future insight, great to get insight off someone who's ran their own show and ran their own promotion, and then yeah. it's good to see that Irish MMA at its grassroots level is coming back, and you know you learn something every day. The Americans are in the IMA. I'll, I'll definitely be checking them out. But uh, yeah, they've, they've a lot of good champions have gone pro from it. Yeah, they're good guys. Yeah, I think maybe when maybe maybe their outlets, which I follow are quite bad at, at, at promoting it over there as opposed to our outlets here. But I get most of the OMS stuff off our guys, if you know what I mean. I think okay, uh, yeah. the media coverage could be maybe a bit better for uh, across different channels. Is there any website yeah. that's particularly good for Andy? Andy? Oh, just, just the OMS page itself, really, mm. you know, chase it up. But we're only talking about that for our own. Quite a few ideas before the lockdown. I was saying that, you know, maybe for the our own OIMA that we, you know, one of the, we have, like say, the Instagram where we give one of the fighters access to the Instagram for the week and he does his, you know, his week's training and post mm. up his week and then the next week a different club or a different fighter has the Instagram and that type of stuff and and then the lads are going to do like a little short podcast with information about what's happening in the Irish scene and that's going to happen as well so it is happening so little small things like that. Yeah, well, they go well, a long good. way. That's good. They go a long way. Yeah. That's what needs yeah, to be done, yeah. 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 Well, well, like, I- from Basmo, UFC 262. Okay, Andy, we didn't only get you on to tell us everything about what you just spoke about, but over the weekend, as you may have seen, Charles Olivier defeated Michael Chandler in the second round by yeah. TKO, uh, UFC 262. What did you what did you make of that win for Charles Olivier, Andy? Like, what a story! Eleven years since making his uh, debut in the UFC, and then goes on to become yeah, the, the he, lightweight he, champion. He's, he's some good, he is some fighter. Some he's an all round boy, you know him. I don't watch as many of the UFC as I used. I think there's too many of them on sometimes. So I like to watch them a day or two after and watch them as a coach sometimes, you know. But for, for me, him and Chandler, I think Chandler will be the champion eventually. But I think um, he was sort of looking for that belt too quickly. Um, I thought he was caught lovely, you know. The shot was a lovely shot. But I think I, I'm, glad, I'm glad he won. I'm glad Oliver won the fight. I think he deserved it, you know. He's been shit hot, hasn't he, really? You know, the last yeah. few years. You know, I think he's one of the one of the one of the best guys to watch. One of the best guys to watch in the UFC, you know. Yeah, no, because Ross, we were saying in the build-up to the event over the weekend that if, if because it was in Texas, massive like a massive like USA uh, yeah. state, and like if Chandler had a one with a knockout, jumped on top of the octagon, done his flip as he always does, yeah. held up the flag, yeah. did his corny, the yeah. WWE shout out, that would have been massive ratings for the winner yeah. against either Poirier or McGregor. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think, well, I, I think I think Oliver is a, a dangerous guy for anybody. A dangerous guy, you know. And I think does Connor or, or Poirier want to fight him? I don't know. I think Chandler would have made a better fight for him. But let, let's see what happens. Yeah, you're totally right. And he, he brings up such a like different arsenal to most other fighters I've seen. Uh, obviously, his uh, low calf kicks uh, yeah. is very impressive. Uh, obviously, he's got power in his hands. That left hook was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. He's got more submission wins than anyone in UFC history. And then obviously when he, we saw against Tony Ferguson fight, like he's got excellent takedown skills as well. Yeah. So he really, really is, as you say, a complete all-rounded mixed martial yeah. artist. You know what I mean? Crazy to think he had he's, 27 he's develop, fights. He's developed, he's developed with the game, hasn't he? His game has developed. When you look Definitely. at him for it, you think a oh, submission guy only, and then he's dropping guys with hands, and he's a good wrestler, and he's good all-rounder, you know? He's a dangerous fight for anybody, and he is it. He, he's a, like, he has that belt now, and he say oh, he is a good champion. You know, you can start. Some people might have the belt and say no, but he is good. He's gonna be hard to top there. You know, he def- definitely is, uh, and I think 
He'll be so mad to beat him. Um, he did get caught <laughs> in the first like, round. Yeah, do you remember the first round? He had his head on the ground. He's like dodging the punches. Um, like, well, I can't believe he came back and won that yesterday. But that's the thing. Michael Chandler is, is also his game. Is like, fool me. I mean, yeah. he, he, he has yeah. heavy hands. Um, I think, obviously, the, the height differential was massive in that fight. I don't think um, yeah. he would have fought someone as long uh, previously. Not that, not that I can recollect anyway. Um, not in any recent fights. And I think and, that, and, that and was like, the difference. Do you not think as well that Chandler might have having that thing in his head of that he's got to get the knockout in the last fight? You know, this is for the belt, the money in the door here. Yeah. He's not thinking of Oliveira properly. He's thinking, I'm just going to smack him. I'm going to knock him out. And, or, you know, I think sometimes he, he might have been 100%, you know, committed to that fight properly as a fighter. He was probably thinking of the belt, the Connor fight after it, you know. Yeah, he's so, been literally non stop. He hasn't been able to sit down and take yeah, it all in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think he was thinking of the, the promo after the fight uh, before, before yeah, he, uh, yeah. he And that's the bottom line. The shot, the, shot that him, the shot that dropped him, like you start to say, it wasn't if it was light and quick. It was a great crisp shot, but it was something yeah. that you say, you know, he should have been well aware of that shot coming, you know? Yeah. I'm sure he's watching that back in like slow-mo being like, how did I let that happen? Because yeah, it, 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 yeah. I'm not going to say it was, it was uh, like a sloppy left hook, but it, like it wasn't... It wasn't from nowhere. It was a bit hippie, if, if that makes yeah. sense. It was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was from yeah, the, it hip. the hip. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, look, as we said, you know, although what a great first round as well. You know, um, Charles Oliver, uh, he took his back and then Chandler did like a back slam on him at one stage as well. It was it was crazy to see. Um, but yeah, the lightweight division is very, very interesting. Um, I don't know if we'll get you on before McGregor, Poirier, Andy, but what do you think of that fight? And do you think the winner's up next? Um, I hope McGregor wins it, uh, but same. I think, I, think if, <laughs> I, I think if Poirier keeps the head, you know, doesn't get caught up in the in the bullshit back and forth, keeps the chin down, doesn't get clocked in the first two rounds. I think it's going to go the same way. Um, a lot of people are saying calf kicks, calf kicks. He, he got beaten on the ground, you know. He didn't get beaten with the calf. Calf kicks are part of the game. Connor's around a long time. You know, so I think that takes a little bit of weight and Poirier. Poirier was a better man of the day. I think the weight suits him, you know, better than the 66. I think if McGregor was to go back to training with John in the HQ, not in the boy or, or, or them places, and training with the lads in the gym, all the guys in the gym, I think he'd be a different animal. Yeah, it must be very hard from all that money in the bank. He's great shape, <laughs> very fit. I, I think that little bit of desire in the, in the brain, you know what I mean? Like, oh, definitely, yeah. Brian in Dublin, he was a different animal, I think, you know, and I think it's hard to justify that. But listen, maybe after the loss, he'll, he'll, he'll come back with that little born of desire for the win, just to, just to, to you know, to sort of to clinch that and say, well, that second fight was a lucky fight. But I think going with the last fight, if Connor doesn't change things around, I think it's Poirier's fight. Yeah, well, as say- an Irish man, I grew up for Connor. Yeah, uh, you see, I just saw Alan Joban retired. He was on Air Hawani show descri- uh, descri- describing like um, what he, how his body's changed over the few years and why. It, like he said yeah. that he felt like he lost that animal primal instinct in himself when yeah. he was getting when he was getting attacked. That he didn't really have it, the, the, prim- the prime instinct to to lash back out. 
And I think this sort of comes down to like, that's what I think everyone's going to be asking of Connor now in, in, at UC 264. Does he still have that primal animal that can really lash out again? Because yeah. if, the, if it goes into a slugfest, he, like he, he could really just realize, I don't really need to be in here around four and championship rounds around four and five. He yeah. already has all the money his heart desired. He said once he made yeah. the money, he retired. So I think that's really is one of the main biggest questions. Does he really have it in him to go again? Whereas Poirier is a junkyard dog, you know, I would say, you know? Yeah. Poirier what needs that to get that belt. Connor's had two belts, you know, you know, so and Connor has the money. And Connor has the skill and has all the attributes. He has the hands, he's good wrestling, and he's you know, he, he's very skillful fighter. He didn't get where he was, not being a skillful fighter. But I just hope he has that little bite still in him, and I hope he's still that bit of desire, you know. Yeah, Ross, what you make it out? Forbes number one. Do you think he still has the bite? Oh, oh, I actually think it was incredible that he's Forbes number one, and I think it's something that sort of almost overlooked. I think uh that's something to be celebrated for an Irishman to be number one, regardless what your personal opinion is on him. Uh, some people don't like him. Some people do like him, but that's some achievement. Uh, I think a large amount of that came from the, the whiskey sale, but like, what does it matter? You know what I mean? He made the investment. He's an absolute marketing juggernaut as is. And he's done some, he's done some great things for the country. You know what I mean? He held out Philip Peter when his gym was struggling. You know, he donated to PPE. I mean, he sponsors a lot of football teams. He's a big donator in uh, Crumlin yeah. Children's Hospital. I mean, so you have to give credit where credit is due on that. Just in- and listen, he's one of our own. He's one of yeah. our own. That's the thing. You know, he's one of our own. So it's great to see one of our own doing well. It's a real Irish thing. You know, you, you do Brugudry. so much well. Fuck him. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> like him or not like him, you know. He's done it like he's. Yeah. I wish I wish everyone said uh, what's called uh, fuck him about me. I know he had that money. I'd be laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andy, what what do you make of Mountain Dubai? He doesn't really seem to have any training partners out there. Own Roddy and John Cavanaugh flew out there. And um, today I saw you threw a picture with John Mitchell there the other day yeah. from Cork. He just had but, a kid as well today, by the way. Uh, he, he did actually yeah, shout out. Um, yeah. But um, what what do you make of that, Andy? With um, obviously he has the. I think he's going to spend the next eight weeks away from the family. I think he's going to fly them back, and he's going to stay out there full training camp. But how, how would you foresee foresee a camp going with no sparring partners that were aware? Well, I say I say he'll bring his sparring partners out. He's always done that. Even when he goes to he was in Vegas, he, he brings his team out. So I say in the next few weeks he'll probably just be the next week or two. He could just be doing pads and whatever else he's doing, getting set in shape. But I'd say the sparring partners are either over there or they're on the way over. We, we don't know who he's sparring with or training with, but he, he always has bodies there to train with. I think when they were in Portugal last night, there was about 25 guys there. Was there in the, in the whole camp? Yeah, I know Dylan Moore and Willow Hayden were there for, uh, for, for the boxing side of things. Do you, do you think uh, the game plan will change from that boxing stance? Obviously, that was massively talked about. I yeah. know you sort of talked about the... Um, yeah. the lead leg kick maybe uh, will, do you think uh, Phil Sutcliffe will be in his corner this time out I don't know and, and, and Phil is in his corner will be but still he has to listen to John's John's mm-hmm. his MMA coach this is the thing I look and say okay what one of the cage warriors worth coaching with John Cavanaugh training with the lads in SBG in the HQ it's a rival team to me but I have to say that's the, the, the best in the country one of the best in Europe probably at the moment you know with bodies there <clears throat> John got him to the first world title. You know, what's the difference of that going for the USC world title? For me, there's none, you know. So he, so listen to the coach. Listen to the coach. Let the coach at the timetable tell you when you're training, when you're not training, who you're training, what's the schedule. So I think go back there, go back old school a little bit and, uh, and just do the basics, you know. And I think if he gets his bodies out, I'd say King Cowley would be probably flying out. And a few of the guys he has, I'd say he'll, 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 he'll be okay. And do you think maybe... 
your voice be John Cavanaugh should pick the sparring partners uh, going forward. And, you know, it should almost be back to Mr. Miyagi and uh, the yeah. karate kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that why, reference. Why not? That's a good why, one. Not? why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. 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 Like, to be honest, I just can't. I would have loved him to come to Dublin and do his camp in SBG HQ with the boys. You know, oh, we don't have Ram though, and you know, I mean, like he's one of the big superstars, and you'll have everyone knocking on the door. Lock the door in there, and you're training with the bodies that are in there in that gym, you know, with the body because they're all hungry there. So you're going to be trained with hungry guys, you know. No, I get yeah. you, I totally get you. I, totally I, I actually go for that idea, and also, I think you have even more control over your food and stuff back here, and like. The quality yeah. of food over here is, is brilliant. So yeah, but listen, he's the best chef in the world. Yeah, I think Tristan's over that. him. He, the he whole doesn't time. have that worry. He's not worried <laughs> about that. The caviar, true, true that, yeah. true that. Well, the get, yeah, but one thing you can't <laughs> get over there. there. <laughs> one thing you can't get over there is a good point to Guinness. You know what I mean? So uh, not yeah. that he should be on it, but uh, he definitely listen, missed I, the Guinness. I say, I say, I say, he could fly it in if he wanted it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, Andy co-main event. <laughs> Co-main events of Benil Dariush be Tony Ferguson. Um, yeah, I think yeah. the narrative here is not how great Benil Dariush is. I think it's. Do you think it's time for Tony Ferguson to hang them up? He's thirty-seven now, three-fight losing streak. What's your take on him? Well, he's not the proof of anybody, has he? You know, no, he's definitely not. not. Um, yeah, it, 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 at that age and at them wars he's had, maybe it is time to hang the gloves up. Because um, I look at Cowboy and I think Cowboy should hang the gloves up. Is Tony gone as bad as that? I don't know. Everyone's talking about Tony going to be, you know, the next UFC champion. He's going to kick everyone's asses and it just didn't happen, you know, so. Yeah, he didn't have that maybe, Dana White privilege. Maybe it is time, or maybe he's trying to take a little bit of a break, come back and just do one more fight, see how it goes, you know. Yeah, what, what, would, you make, what, what would you reckon of uh, he fought Cowboy in a loser leaves tail match? Oh, uh, yeah, but I think Cowboy leaves. Yeah, <laughs> well, they've already fought and he's are, are already lost, although it was yeah. one of those uh, TKO doctor stoppages. Um, yeah. Basmo, any, any anything else on that card? Oh, actually, uh, big uh, shout out to I think his name is Muniz. Yeah, Yarnbar Jackare, and he didn't get a performance bonus. Andy, would you absolutely be no good if you were him? Round yeah. one. I, did, I, did, I didn't even I didn't see that fight. Yeah, but Jack, and Jackare is one of my favorite fighters. Same. I think. He's, yeah, I think he's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant jujitsu player. Around a long, long time. That's what people forget. He's around a long, long time. Yeah. And it's Yarnbar here was something special. And imagine not getting the bonus after Armbar and uh, Jack Ray. That's yeah, a disgrace, isn't it? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that is disgraceful. Uh, but Andy, this weekend, Rob Font's taking on Cody Garbrandt and uh, they're back in the apex. Um, yeah. Cody Garbrandt's had such a like crazy career from the, the going to the highest of highs and then all of a sudden three knockouts in a row. He's coming off a win now. What are you expecting from this one? Because like three knockouts in a row, I know he won his last one, but like once you lose your chin, it's sort of gone, isn't it? I don't know. Is 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 it the is it the weight cutting that that you know? I, I think the weight cutting if the weight cutting is wrong, that's when you lose that chin. You know, yeah. you're losing. He's been growing the beard, the by the way. What? He's been growing the beard to block the chin, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's got so longer I, I and longer. Think it's more, I think it's more to do with that fluid in the brain, and, and, and it's that weight cut. It's hard. I mean, you get in there when you do take that shot, you can't recover as good, you know. And sometimes the fighters get a bit older, the weight cutting is a little bit harder. And they do, you see, you do see guys getting dropped or getting beaten a little bit, you know, easier than they did before. So if he has the weight cut in, in shape, in, in, you know, in box star property, and he's looking good, I think there's no reason why we can't see him up to the top again, you know. It is hard to climb that ladder again, you know what I mean, after yeah. the next couple of fights. Especially in that division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, also, uh, well, Rob Font's no mean, mean feat either. You know what I mean? He, he's been around for a while. I don't know much about him. He, he, he trains out of Boston. He's a, uh, you know, Calvin okay. Cotter. He'd be his like main sparring partner as well. Okay, yeah. Uh he's 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 a long rangey guy as well. So it would be yeah. interesting to see. I'm sure he's probably about six foot one, I'd say, and Garbrandt's probably five okay. foot seven. So there'll be yeah. uh, quite a discrepancy in the yeah. in, in the heights between them. But I don't know. Rob Font's got a, a few big wins there recently. Um I'm still gonna go for Cody Garbrandt because uh we, we actually saw him lose to TJ Dillashaw UFC two seventeen. And uh, just see someone's heartbreak like that, you'd love to see them climb back to the mountain. Not many I people know. can go back and win a UFC title after losing them. Yeah. We yeah. put up a poll. Uh, 12 people voted for Rob Font to win this weekend and 119 voted for Cody Garbrandt. So uh, yeah, yeah. No, we can see which way that's going. Also, in the comment event for people to want to check it out, Jan Gionan is taking, Carla, taking on Carla Esparza. This would be a uh, number one contender spot for the strawweight division, Ross. Who do you expect to win this one? Yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see Carlos Barza win it just because that would actually set up a rematch against Rose Namunas to create the inaugural strawway belt. So uh, I think a lot of people have written Carlos Barza off. She's a very sort of grinding wrestling style. And I'm, I'm going to say Carlos Barza. I'm sure she's quite a big underdog going into the fight, uh, but that's who I'm going to pick. Andy, would you have a pick there? I won't give a shot. I'm only joking. <laughs> um, I, I think... I think... <laughs> I think, I think, I think whoever wins, I mean, the new fight, Rose, Rose is a different kind of fish. And what's the Chinese girl's name again? What's her name again? Uh, yeah. Wei Li Zhang. Yeah, like I think the two of them in that division, it's hard to put anybody, anybody by them. I think, is there going to be a rematch there before she defends against someone else? Or? It looks that way. I would imagine it, yeah, it hasn't been announced yet, but Dana White said that. I, I think you won Wei Li Zhang when she fought. Um, previously, I think she did something like three million pay per view boys in China. I think she, I think she brings in lots of money from China that you don't really hear about. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd like, I'd like to see that rematch again, just to say it wasn't a fluke. And yeah. like, you know, I think she is very, very good. Um, and then whoever wins that can fight the winner of the two girls. Yeah. Also on the card is Jack Romanson. He's taking on Eden Shabazian. That was uh, moved forward after a few weeks ago. And then on Friday, lads, Bellator is on again. Chris Soberg's taking on Leslie Smith. And Ireland's own Liam McCord is taking on Janie Harding as well. Uh, there's a fight that, I, that, that I'm looking out for on this. Austin Vanderford against Fabian Edwards. Um, well, Ross, Fabian's good. Yeah, yeah. Andy, are you aware of uh, Austin as well? No. No, he's uh, Mr. Van Zandt, Paige Van Zandt's, um I think they're I think they're married now, but uh, he, oh, he actually know, fought. Yeah, he fought in the yeah, yeah, the yeah. contender series one, and then they yeah. didn't sign as well. But that's that's actually a massive fight in that division uh, for Bellator as well, Ross, isn't it? Yeah, it's two. I think it's three versus four in that division uh, in the middleweight division. Um, look, we've had Fabian on the show many times. We've met him many times. He, he he's a really really nice guy. I think as long as he comes out a bit more aggressive than he did against Costello Vancinas. Uh, I think he'll be able to to win that fight. Um, I think Van, uh, I was going to call him Van Zandt. Austin Vanderford is going to look to take that to the ground and wrestle him. But I don't know. They don't call him Mr. Tasty Shots for nothing. And um, <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cheer for Fabian Edwards. Yeah, Fabian's slick, isn't he? Yeah. He is. He's he is. Boy, He's very slick. Like yeah, yeah Austin, like it. it was funny how yeah, he put the, the poster up with Fabian on one side and then Austin and Paige on the other. <laughs> it was just so funny. Yeah, ridiculous. You can't beat this for it. Uh, Andy, like, that sort of wraps up what's going on this week. Uh, we want to thank you very much for coming to the show. Is there anything you want to say to the, the Andy Ryan army that are tuning in now that are just like, um, 
looking for some sort of like maybe even something that you did yourself, like losing all the way cycling. Is there anything sort of you can sort of words say of wisdom, people, words, words of, of we, wisdom. We need some words of wisdom. Well, of, I, of I, yourself, I, I, I tell you what, I, um, I don't know whether it's with age. I'm 48 now, next month, and I don't know whether it's because I'm getting older. You got to be a bit nicer to people. I would have been very much not aggressive, but that's all the competition. You know, we got to win. Fuck you, was the other side of the cage, and you know, it's not. You know, it's sports we're involved in. Usually, me to come on a podcast, no problem. Anytime, help you. Out. The same with other people. Ring some people get a little bit. Oh, I'm a UFC coach, and I think the fucking superstars, or someone wins them in my superstar. You know, you got to be grounded. We're all helping each other out. You guys can't operate without me. I can't operate without you. So you got to be a little bit better. So I just think for anyone that's part of our team, Rhino you know, uh, family, we all know that. Gotta help each other. If someone's having a hard time, give them a little help out. Someone's fucking, you know, suffering a bit, give them a ring, get out for a run, get out for a cycle. You know, someone's starting a podcast off, give them a show. Someone's opening the gym, support the gym. Like I, I always say, people say, uh, who's the best jiu-jitsu club in, in Ireland? I say, well, Daryl O'Connell's East Coast, they're the best. Who's the best MMA gym? It's SBG, they're the best. I'm not going to say, find the best. Where the, you know, be a bit humble about things. When you get things and you're rewarded for stuff, you know, you, you, you appreciate them a bit better. Um, and one thing I don't do, I probably do, you don't recognize that our, our, our own achievements sometimes. We downplay them. If you win something or do something, put your head up by it and be glad about it. You know what I mean? So and try and help everyone out. Now I'm saying that it'll probably be totally different tomorrow now. <laughs> <laughs> as, as Kendrick Lamar would say, stay humble. Yeah, no, you gotta stay humble. You gotta stay humble. You, you gotta try and get on with people in this game. The world is a small place, you know, and you forget that. You know what I mean? And you know, and the MMA world here. is even smaller, Andy. Even smaller, you know, even smaller. And like I try and support any show that's on. I've given as the Clan Wars and Cage Legacy, even though Ruby own show. You know, we've all because I want guys get exposure. There's no MMA shows. I've no I've no MMA gym. Yeah, but also, that, you know? if, if you don't give the guys the Clan Wars and Cage Legacy, when you put on your show and you're looking for their guys, they'll be like, no, as well. So yeah, you, you sort exactly. of you have to, and also, you can't do a disservice to the guys who are putting in the graft in the gym that they, yeah. they need to, they need shows to yeah. go on. You know what I mean? And yeah. who's to say they won't go on that show and then come back and fight in your show as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Andy Ryan, the take. Ellen DeGeneres of Ireland, be nice, yeah. be kind. It's a, it's a give and take. <laughs> Yeah, and he takes a minute for coming on. Uh, I told a story earlier of, um, I think it was off camera, where I was at Bellator Dublin Press Day, and I, I got Andy to take a picture of me and Redzer, and he just, uh, Andy just took a lot of selfies of himself. I didn't realize the laughter, but Andy, thanks a million, you're some character. Uh, Ross, anything else to say before we wrap things up? No, uh, thanks a million for your time, Andy. We really appreciate it. Do keep us in the loop when you're uh, running your own shows, yeah. or if you need yeah, us to show anything out whatsoever, definitely. we'll definitely do it for you. And um, for those who are watching at home. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. Andy, do you have one more thing to say? No, just yet. Like when we're doing the next maybe squad in Dublin, why don't you just come along and yeah. maybe meet some of the coaches and the fighters and have a chat and see what we actually do, you know? Yeah, I was going to say that, but I didn't think that was the smart thing to say. But yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, you can. Uh, what's it called? You can wrap us up like pretzels, and we can. Uh, we can see. We can see <laughs> first time. The lads, we two lads going down with a punch of fucking heads in. Yeah, <laughs> Mention the two heavyweights. Mention the two heavyweights come down. <laughs> yeah, no, come down, have a look. You know, meet the coach, see how we run a session, see what it's all about, see who's involved. You know, it'd be good. It'd be good for the sport. Be good for you guys as well. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Grand. What's called? And you know what? Fingers isn't too far from me, so we'll, we'll come down uh, when you guys are back open, the two of us. Yeah, where, and, where uh, are you coming from now? Where you live? Griffith Avenue. Oh, no, it's too posh. Can't come up too posh. 
Reds, Reds said I was a, a hard fuck the last time we met him. He goes, you're, you're well hard. <laughs> that's, that's what he said. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a absolute lie. lie. Absolute that's lie. But, uh, <laughs> no, Andy, we'll definitely take you up now. Like, now they're yeah, all no best problem. mates. That now they're all best mates. We'll call them for dinner later on. But uh, if you are new to the show, make sure to like, make sure to share, make sure to subscribe. And as always, stay, stay energized. energized.